0: Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's like an arrow straight through the heart. Okay, I'm being a bit dramatic, but when people criticize us, or when we receive quote-unquote trolling comments, it's not always as easy as just ignoring the haters, as so often the advice goes. Getting visible online is absolutely necessary for building an online business, and actually most any kind of business these days. Everyone needs an online presence. But that also comes with a major downside. Being in the public eye means opening yourself up to negative comments and feedback that might not feel so great. And you might think it'll never happen to you because you're such a nice person and you have such great intentions. But I promise you, it will. Now, I haven't had too much in the way of trolls or haters, as many people call them. But I prefer simply calling them critics or bullies. Some people don't intend to bring you down or hurt you, so I don't think it's fair to label everyone a troll. And not everyone who gives you negative feedback hates you either. They may not have the best filter, and they might not have had parents who told them, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. But those things don't necessarily make them trolls. That's not to say haters and trolls don't exist, but I don't want to lump everyone together. That's not fair. Anyway, I've only had a handful of negative comments over the past five years as a business owner, and it's actually been over the past three years that I've really been in the public eye and vocal about my business. Lucky for me, none of those comments have been too horrendous, knock on wood. But the fact of the matter is, you have to take a stance on matters. You have to express opinions and beliefs. You have to make your feelings known and all kinds of other things that might not sit so well with everyone you cross paths with. You have to show up in such a way that your target audience knows you're talking to them. So if you exclaim chocolate chip mint ice cream is the best flavor in the world, you might piss off someone who thinks Rocky Road is better. Now, if you're legitimately getting into heated arguments over ice cream flavors, I think you could both use some help. Still, no matter how innocent the topic, You will run into conflicts and differing opinions. You don't have to talk politics or religion to stir up a debate. I've seen people argue on social media over what matters more, mindset or strategy. And in my opinion, they go hand in hand. But that's a topic for another day. What really matters is that you realize that you have to keep doing what you're doing and moving forward despite those people who come along, who disagree, and who even tell you how stupid you are, because they will, they do exist. The key to success is in your persistence. To persist is to continue firmly or obstinately in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. Now, later on, I'm going to provide my best advice for dealing with negative comments and things like that, but first, I want to tell you a story about dealing with bullies from my days back in the fitness industry. Years ago I was a manager at a high-end fitness studio. One day I was working with two colleagues, let's call them Karen and Diane. We had some regular members of course and one of them, let's call her Regina, bonus points if you get that reference, was particularly rude to Diane. I don't mean just that day either. I mean, she was always mean to Diane. The rest of the staff, well, we knew she was high maintenance, but she was pretty decent to us. That day, Diane wasn't having it. After Regina went into her spin class, Diane turned to Karen and I and said, I just don't understand why she's so rude to me. What have I ever done to her? You could tell it was really getting to Diane and putting her in a bad mood, which I totally get. But what Karen said to Diane, The advice she gave her is something that I carry with me to this day. It really stuck with me. Karen told Diane that whenever someone is inexplicably rude to her, she makes up a story about them. Now, this isn't going where maybe you think it's going. Murder mystery author Mary Higgins Clark said before in an interview that she often turns people who have wronged her into murder victims in her novels. That's certainly one route you could go, and it's not such a bad outlet for your feelings. But Karen meant something else. Instead of just saying that trite old expression, well, you never know what someone's dealing with behind the scenes, she made it something easier to wrap both your head and your heart around. She said, perhaps Regina's husband cheated on her, and you, Diane, look like her husband's mistress. And that triggers her. She reacts by treating you badly, by lashing out at the person who reminds her of her pain. This really struck me because I never had had such a useful or quick tool for dealing with assholes, to put it bluntly. And before that job, I'd worked in customer service and as a waitress for over five years, so I really could have used that advice. But life is such that I'd have plenty of other opportunities to put Karen's words to the test. I've shared Karen's advice with many others since that day. And every single person I share it with absolutely loves it, which is why I'm sharing it with you today. Something that simple can truly be life-changing because it helps you deal with interactions that might otherwise really bring you down. Like I said, in my business so far, I haven't had too many negative comments. The ones I have had, I can let go quickly by making up a story about that person just as Karen so wisely advised. So they didn't like my social media post, so what? I guess their content hasn't been working out for them so well, so they've got to bring mine down. So someone demanded to be removed from my email list. Well, I guess they have terrible memory loss and don't remember that they subscribed in the first place. And obviously they can't figure out technology to unsubscribe themselves. I honestly don't mean these in a bitter or angry way either. It's simply about creating a story to explain someone's behavior so you can move past it. It's also important to know that just because you let it go doesn't mean you have to completely excuse someone's behavior. People who really are bullies and trolls, sometimes they need to be called out, though that's often exactly what they want, to engage and argue and bully some more. The idea here is to figure out what makes you feel better and what helps you dismiss mean comments. The other thing I'll say is constructive criticism and feedback given kindly and with good intention can be a good thing. But even unsolicited advice from random people online isn't always easy to swallow. I don't recommend giving unsolicited advice and if you're on the receiving end, ask yourself if the feedback was well-intentioned. If so, That should make it easier to cope with. Let it roll like water off a duck's back. All right, back to the not so well-intentioned comments. The other day, I started running some Facebook ads, and someone commented with one word, unsolicited. I had to laugh because clearly, it's an advertisement. That's literally how they work. And I had to wonder, has this person never seen a Facebook ad before? Do they leave this comment on all ads that come across their newsfeed? Now, that's not the worst comment I could have received, so big deal, right? But of course, being the sensitive soul I am, for a split second, it made me wonder if my content was more annoying than it was valuable. I quickly dismissed the idea and turned to my friend Nicole, who you'll hear on the podcast soon. She told me a story about the time someone commented negatively on one of her ads. This immediately made me feel better because Nicole runs an amazing blog loved by tons of people. So it just goes to show that negative comments happen to everyone, even the best of the best. So my second piece of advice, after Karen's method of creating a story for someone who's being a bully, is to reach out to people in your circle who can normalize the situation for you a bit who can tell you similar stories about critics they've dealt with. And I guarantee in the end, you'll end up laughing with your business friends about the various comments you've all received. It's always comforting to know you're not alone. I also recommend reaching out to a loved one, your parent, your partner, a sibling or a bestie, who's always supportive of you, even if they're not in business and even if they don't really understand your business. These people are your biggest fans regardless. And they're going to want to make you feel better. When I told my husband about a negative comment, he lovingly reminded me that sometimes people simply bring others down in a desperate attempt to pull themselves up, to make themselves feel big and bad. I know my best friend Jolynn would make me laugh by, most likely, asking who hurt me so she can hurt them. Sometimes such comments are simply a reflection of jealousy. Jealousy is ugly. Mean comments are ugly. You do the math. Another reminder for you is that people tend to be more vocal with negative feedback than positive. When's the last time you were compelled to leave a review of a restaurant or perhaps a hair salon? Sometimes my experience is so wonderful that, yeah, I want to tell the world about it. But most of the time, the reason I feel like taking to social media to leave a review is because the service somewhere was absolutely terrible and frustrating. And I think that's true for most people. I've got a couple more tips for you because I want to make sure that you have a go-to mechanism or mindset that works for you. Not all of these will work for everyone. We're all built differently. Maybe you are the kind of person who can literally say, I don't effing care what they think, bye, Felicia. But for many of us, that's not the case. It's just not that easy. Imagine if you reached 300 people with something you posted or an email you sent, and one person reached out to you to complain. Do the other 299 people suddenly not count? It's very possible that they're being silently grateful for what you just shared with them. I know I don't reply to every single social media post or email that I enjoy reading, though maybe I should do it more often. And if you help just one person for every person you piss off, isn't that still worth it? I posted about this same topic on Instagram recently, and I accidentally left out one bit of advice. My friend Yolanda commented, who you'll also hear on this podcast soon, and reminded me of another wonderful point. Sometimes people simply don't get us. They don't understand what we do or they can't wrap their head around our point of view, so sometimes negative feedback is simply a misunderstanding or misalignment. I know that's been the case for me on a couple of Facebook comment threads. And finally, my favorite thing to do is keep a collection of positive comments and feedback. This could be screenshots of comments on social media, client testimonials, email responses to your newsletter, podcast reviews, anything goes. Anytime you need to pull yourself out of a funk, take a look at those glowing comments and raving reviews. This is seriously a game changer. It's tangible evidence of the positive impact you've been making. You could even publish these somewhere on your website, like an about page, your services page, and just pull it up whenever you need a mood boost. Whether you respond to these people or not is entirely up to you. I make that judgment call for myself on a case-by-case basis. But just remember, those people who don't like your message, that's great, wonderful. They're weeding themselves out. Plus, you know that you're taking a stance or that you're positioning yourself to speak to your ideal client or your target audience. No matter how you choose to deal with negative feedback, just make sure it doesn't derail you. Remember this, it's inevitable. It's a reflection on the person making the rude comments. It's not a reflection on you. And if you let the negativity get to you, you let the bullies win. You must persist despite difficulties and opposition. When you stop showing up because of negative Nancys and pessimistic pauls, you're letting other people determine what you can or can't say or who you should or shouldn't be. And are you willing to do that? Are you willing to give up all your dreams because some people are so miserable that they just have to make other people miserable too i don't know about you but i'm far too stubborn and rebellious to let anyone but me determine my future let go of the bad soak in the good and if all else fails block and delete to your heart's content thanks for listening thank you so much for tuning in if you liked today's episode Please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.CandidlyAaron.com or JustSayTheWordPodcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at CandidlyAaron. And make sure to use the hashtag JustSayTheWord in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember... Your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story, and the world should hear yours.